Hi, I'm Luke Edwards and welcome to a special midweek NL full-time podcast. And the reason we're doing it is basically because all the team managed to get to a National League game of some sort on Tuesday evening. I was at Halifax versus Dover and I did a little at-the-match special, so here it is. So I'm here outside the Shea tonight, it's Halifax versus Dover in the National League. It's a cold night, end of January and I'm stood outside the away end waiting to see how many away fans are actually here and uh, I've seen about two going so far but uh, there's another lot just arrived and uh, Jamie's been on the podcast before is he? Hello Jamie. Hello, you alright? Yeah, good and uh, well, it's a long, long, long old trip for you tonight. How long has it taken? Uh, five and a half hours um, from door to door. Not too bad a journey up, a couple of stops. Yeah, it's five and a half hours, Tuesday night. It's not what you really want, but yeah. <laughs> why, Why, Jamie, why? Oh, we love the football. We don't want to miss it. You, you get in the habit now, and it's been, yeah, I was, I was saying earlier, that we're not missing the away game for the last two seasons. And you don't, and that effects away, that's, that's not too bad, really. <laughs> one of the short ones. <laughs> yeah, one of the shorter ones. Yeah, every away game for yeah. Dover is a long one. We've got Barrow in a few weeks. That, that's a proper one. Yeah. <laughs> And also probably because the away farm's a lot better, is it? No, what, sorry? What the away farm's a lot better than the home farm. Is that probably why you prefer the away games at the minute? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. We're not we're, uh, losing away from home, so but we're, um, we're picking up the wins at home now as well, or, or results at least, so so hopefully that can continue. But yeah, I've not seen us lose much away from home this season, which is good. I shouldn't have said that before the game. I should have waited till after, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, what what do you think for tonight? Obviously, Halifax have had a good win. They're in the top five. They're doing quite well. Bit of an emotional night for them as well with with the Jordanson thing. So it's going to be a, a funny old night, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they've got Jamie Allen and Toby Show Silver, so one of them are bound to score as well, <laughs> as it always happens. But yeah, no, I'm feeling confident as we are away from home. I mean, a draw. I'm thinking a two-one win, really. But Dudley and Reggie are here with me. They've they've they they said a draw on the way up. So, so yeah, <laughs> they'd take a boring nil-nil, yeah. definitely, wouldn't they? By the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah right. Nice one. Get yourself inside and okay. uh, yeah, enjoy the game. All right, brilliant. Cheers. Thank So we're just waiting for the two teams to come out and um, it's going to be quite a poignant night tonight as I say the uh, the sad death of Jordan Sinnott passed away on on the Saturday there's going to be a minute silence at the start of the game and then in the 25th minute there's going to be a a minute's applause as well so
Yeah, beautifully observed minute silence there. There were two shirts laid out in the centre circle as well, a Halifax one and a Doleful one, both with 25, Sinnott on the back. Yeah, beautifully observed minute silence there. There were two shirts laid out in the centre circle as well, a Halifax one and a Doleful one, both with 25, Sinnott on the back. Devante Rodney scoring he had an initial shot which was blocked it was well saved by Yusuf Mersin in a Dover goal then Jeff King had a shot which was blocked he came back to Rodney and he fired it past Mersin and Halifax who probably been second best in this game lead now and uh, had a quarter of an hour Dover have just equalised it was an own goal I think crossing from the left and uh, just bundled over the line greeted by almost silence here at the share apart from the, the few Dover fans who were over in the, the corner probably about 30 of them have made the trip up and they've seen a goal 1-1 so just a minute's applause now for Johnson we're in the 25th minute of the game
and half time they scored Halifax it's been in Williams he's been getting a lot of stick from the fans and he's just scored That's half time. Last kick it was. Dover equalised again. So. It's Michael Woods, the ex-Chelsea man who uh, ran onto a nice three ball, finished it. He was a uh, Binning Williams, the goal scorer. He, miscontrol in midfield and Dover broke really quick and equalised and it's 2-2 and again you could hear a pin drop around us Halifax have a free kick. Devante Rodney's over this. Wall. Still got it. Oh, great cross. Oh, it's an own goal. Two own goals in the game. Now, comical one that time. He's passly hit it against. Will de Havilland and it flew off de Havilland and went in. Oh, he's headed over, should have scored. And equalised, have gone up the other end now. It's been a funny game, it's just spells in the game where it's really entertaining to watch and then there's other spells where it's just been pretty not great really. I love to say rubbish. So the facts are 1-4-2 in the end. It's a weird game because Dover once the um, once conceded they were good in the first 20 minutes of each half once they conceded the comedy old goal to go 3-2 behind Halifax were always in control they conceded goals at bad times as well Dover but Halifax really really good performance from them and I think they'll have done uh, Jordan Sinnott proud tonight Dover coach is just heading off long way back for them that's the supporters coach and uh, credit to him it was 20th 30th here tonight and the team just didn't quite do it for all them in the end
So I'm here with Andy Hessenthal and Andy, 4-2 defeat at Halifax. It was a strange game because you started both halves quite well but conceded goals probably at the wrong times. Yeah, we've got to take your chance, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, we, the chances we created in the first five, ten minutes, you know, we've had a great chance within a minute. We should score, go past the post. Uh, tried to walk it in, then we had another one. That, you know, listen, you, if you've got to come to these places, you're away from home, you've got to take your chances. Now, if we take them, that deflates them and mm. it gives us a lift and, and makes it harder for them. But we had great spells in the game. We were pretty dominant at times. We got it back to 2-2, to be fair, second half afterwards at half-time. And there was only one team for me that was going to go on and win the game. And maybe that was our problem. That, that, that was it. We was, we was going for the winner. Perhaps we should have been a little bit more solid. But you can't legislate for the freak mm. third goal, you know. At the end of the day, that you know, we've tried to clear it. It's a it, uh, defender and gone in. So, but it, it's, in spells tonight, we were excellent. And say so we dominated. Good spells first half and second half dominated second half. That seems to be the change, isn't it? The own goal because you're having a really good spell in that second half, and then it was obviously like say an unfortunate own goal, and it kind yeah. of unravelled from there. Then, yeah, sometimes you need a little bit of luck. They got a bit of luck tonight, didn't they, with mm. the goal and. Uh, and it did unravel, it knocked us a bit and uh, then we started chasing it, make a few changes. We matched them up and went to wing-backs to try and push us on to get a goal and they scored a, go- a goal on the counter-attack from a long throw. So we're trying to get back in the game. Yeah. But for me, the ref's got it wrong. It should have been 3-3. Never a foul on a keeper. Never in a million years. Even the linesman said to me, he didn't flag because he, he's right in line but he didn't touch him. And he's gone up and won the ball, it's gone in. So uh, where the referee's got, you know, for me, I don't know. In terms of the season itself, obviously a massive improvement from last year. When you came in, you were struggling. Your mid-table this year, you're a hungry guy. I suppose you wanted more from this year, but can you complain from where you were from last year? No, we we're, we're, were positive about last year. We're only three off the playoffs still, yeah. even though we have a re- result tonight. So, you know, um, and, and they're fourth, and we've we've more than matched them tonight. And like I say, the scoreline might look at you, they've dominated, but you was here tonight. We, we, we were all right in the game, and like I say, Defining moments, goals change games. So we, we, that was one of our games in hand. Um, listen, if we perform for the majority of the game tonight on Saturday, then hopefully we can go and stop putting and put it right. So do you think, obviously, as the season goes on, you, you can maybe sneak into those so, playoffs? Yeah, why not? You know, so we're free off of it. We've just got to go on a run. We've only, up until not, tonight, we've only lost one in seven. That's you know, two in eight now, so it's not terrible, but. We know what we've got to do, but as I say, we, we can't give goals away like we did tonight, and, we, and we've got to take our chances. And finally, we've been doing a bit on the fans tonight. I mean, fantastic support. Again, long away trips. You got, you're got going up to Barrow later on in, in a few weeks, and you're up here tonight on a cold January night. It's fantastic to see them, although they're small, they, they're there and they're supporting you. Mate, they're magnificent. You know, they'd be frustrated tonight because they've seen us yeah. play. I thought we played better than we did Saturday. We won 2 0 in front of our own fans. But they're magnificent to travel up here. It's a long way. I'm, I'm gutted from tonight because we want a result. And, 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 and we could have got a result, but we didn't. Um, so credit to them for coming. We'll always, we all always appreciate the, uh, the fans. A bit. I've known them for a long time and uh, they give everything to us. So hopefully we can reward them on Saturday. Hello, Karen. Hello. Friend of the podcast, yeah? <laughs> yeah. You weren't good. You didn't enjoy that, did you? No. Bring back Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> There's an Halifax fan just congratulating you on coming all the way up from Dover. You, you're not quite going back to Dover, but you didn't enjoy that in the end. You, thing is, I, I saw you played well first 20 minutes of each half, and you could see the goals at bad times, didn't you? And it just didn't happen in the end. Doesn't seem to at the moment. We need some strikers from somewhere, and I don't know where they're going to come from. Don't know where the goals are going to come from at the moment. Yeah, it's not been. You're struggling to score goals. You struggled at home. You've been better away from home. I can see why, because you weren't bad on the break, but you can see just some bad goals, didn't you? 
certainly did tonight. No, we were absolutely awful. Mind you, Ricky had been in, and then Naz on the bench, we might have stood a chance. But... You love Ricky Modeste, don't you? I do. One of my favourites. <laughs> been here years, love the club. <laughs> Ricky Modeste. Oh, Phil, be back at the weekend. Have you got the weekend? Stockport. Stockport way. Oh, so you'll be going to that? Yeah. Well, make yeah. sure you say hello to Chris. Chris will be there. Oh, from the right. podcast Chris, yeah you looked at me blankly Chris Chris does a podcast yeah, yeah. he'll be in the press box so give him a wave on the way out no, tell him to come say hello to the dope fans <laughs> I'm sure he will and that win for Halifax means they move up into fourth position on 52 points so an outside chance of the title still but well in the playoffs once again after a shaky little run recently the other two games that took place in the National League, a vital win for Ebsley, a late winner there over Woking, which keeps them in the bottom two, but leaves them only five points now behind Chesterfield in the last relegation spot. And the other game was between Eastley and Aldershot, where Rob went to, and it was fair to say it wasn't the best game. It finished nil-nil. Eastley dropped down to 18th. Aldershot are in 16th position. And Rob caught up with Eastley defender Rob Atkinson after the game. I've been joined here at a damp and cold Silver Lake Stadium after a thrilling nil-nil between Eastley and Aldershot. I say that with a tongue-in-cheek. But uh, I'm joined by uh, Eastley's Rob Atkinson. And uh, Rob, as a defender, first and foremost, you done your job along with your colleagues and you got a clean sheet and you must be pleased at that at least yeah very pleased um i haven't had many clean sheets here actually so i I found them hard to come by and uh i think that's how we set up today we set up to be hard to beat and uh i think we did that very well today but yeah not not the best game for the for the neutrals or anyone (laughs) I know that um, Danny Searle, the Aldershot town manager, is an admirer of yourself and, and, and would have liked to have got you to Aldershot in the summer if he could, but you came uh, to Eastley and you've moved on uh, in some respects um, pretty quickly, haven't you? Oxford United came in for you. Uh, just explain uh, for ourselves and the listeners what the situation is, because obviously you're back here on loan. That's right, I'm back here on loan for six months and um, so I'll, I'll be playing my football here I'll be training with Oxford when I can. Just that's what the gaffer there wants me to do. He wants me to just get familiar with the environment. And there is a there's a, there's a callback clause. So um, if if need be, then uh, the gaffer can call me back if there's suspensions or injuries, which as we know can happen in football. And uh, tell us a little bit about Rob Atkinson. Sort of prior to to coming to Eastleigh, your, your progression at this rate, anyway, is at a right old rate or not? <laughs> so um, I was at Fulham. Mm. For two years before um, Danny Sarr, as you mentioned previously, he was he was um, someone big in kind of revitalising my career. Uh, for six months at Braintree, I had a really really good time there, and I thoroughly enjoyed my time mm. playing for Danny Sarr. And it's a shame I couldn't play for him, but um, I, I always kind of had my eyes set here at uh, Eastleigh, mainly because um, I knew Jason Bristow, Bristow from. Um, my time at Basingstoke, which was where I went f- uh, to Fulham from. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's that's why I'm at Eastleigh and not Aldershot. And you must be um, pleased with the way things have worked out with your situation because you're not sort of... You can keep playing your football. You're not warming the bench there or fighting on the fringes of the squad. And, and it seems to be a situation where everybody wins. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm someone who doesn't like sitting on the bench, as you said. I don't like... 
watching from the outside. I, I did that a lot at Fulham and um, it made me lose my love for the game a lot, just not not playing. And then when I did play, it was in meaningless games. So um, that's that's the currency. It's, it's game. It's games played and I can do that here and I, I wouldn't have. I maybe wouldn't have had the opportunity if I had stayed at Oxford. So I, I always knew, like I, I made sure they knew as well that I wanted to play games and not just sit around and be a peripheral figure. Just a final question to you, just about the National League in general. A, a lot of people say it's pushing closer and closer to the standard of a lot of uh, League Two. Um, at the other end of the table, it's pretty competitive uh, for, for the title and for promotion. Uh, I know Eastley still haven't given up hopes of, of clambering back up the table and getting involved in those playoffs, but uh, Barrow sit top, five points clear. Um, are they the best side you've seen this season, or have you been impressed by others? Not at all, no. I, I, it's a very weird league, the National League. It's, I feel like when, when we played Barrow, it was very early on in the season, and I was actually on the bench, so I, so I, I don't really know how good they were. They did beat us, but it was a bit of a, it was a bit like this today, really, mm. just a bit of a poor game, or horrible conditions. But um, before kickoff, I feel like the the result could be decided by a coin toss. Honestly, you don't, you don't know who's going to win, who's going to lose, and whenever you you get your phone up after a game, you always there's always shot results. So it's it's a very credit to the national. It's a very tough league, and um, I, I love playing in it. Honestly, well, enjoy the rest of your time here, and good luck when you go back to Oxford. In the National League South, two of the top five were in action. Weymouth travelled to Hemel Hempstead and got a vital 1-0 win there. They are now in third position. And Slough, they stayed in second and keep the pressure on Wealdstone. They fell behind at Hanson and Richmond Borough, but they roared back to win by two goals to one. Tom was at that game and he caught up with Lee Togwell, the player coach of Slough. I'm with uh, Slough Town player coach Lee Togwell after a hard-fought 2-1 victory away at Hampton and Richmond. Lee, there seemed to be a 10-15 minute period at the beginning of that second half where you just had too much for Hampton. Did you always target a, a small spell of the game to try and exert a stranglehold? Um, I mean, our, our strategy any game is to, to start strong, um, play on the front foot um, and you know try and get into opposition's you know, territory and, and look to play from there. So I, I guess yeah, we do we do look to target certain periods of um, of the first half and, and second half and um, in the second half especially it it paid dividend, not necessarily in the first half. Yeah, in the first half you seem to be quite surprised by how fast Hampton and Richmond started. Yeah. What was it like on pitch? Obviously you were in a leadership role, just sort of gripping all the players and, and getting the heads in the game. There. Yeah, I mean they they uh, they played the conditions well. They they turned us and made us face um, you know our own goal. So. For as a team, it was try and anticipate that, um, and to get the message across quickly is is uh, sometimes difficult because everybody's got their, their mind on their own game. Um, but I think we, well, after the first goal, we then managed to uh, yeah manage to get that across the message across to everybody, and and um, I'd have to watch the video back to see if we did it. But fingers crossed, we did. Um, I think since you beat Chippenham Town 3 0 in November, that's your seventh victory by one goal um, in the in the time since then. You've got the best defence in the division. Once you go ahead, how much confidence does that give you that you're going to go on and grind out the result? Uh, yeah, huge confidence. But at the same time, there's a few games in which we've come from behind as well. Um, on, I can on three or four, maybe even five occasions. Um, so regardless, just the team spirit at the minute is, is fantastic. And if you go ahead, we go behind. Everybody's got that uh, never give up attitude. Uh, and then finally, there's a lot of uh, confidence and solidity in your camp. 
what do you think would represent a successful uh, season for Slough Town there? What would represent a successful? It would be to uh, maintain our position within the playoff spots. For sure, that was the target at the beginning of the season. Um, so top seven, anything you know um, more is, is a bonus. Great stuff. Thanks very much. No so a really good win that for Slough. But the boot was on the other foot for Hampton and Richmond Borough, who will be disappointed that their recent good run hasn't continued. And Tom also caught up with the Hampton and Richmond Borough manager afterwards, Gary McCann. I'm stood with Hampton and Richmond Borough manager Gary McCann after uh, what must have been quite a disappointing result in the end against Slough Town. First half, you were on top, and then there was that 15-minute period in the second which seemed okay. to kill the game. Um, any idea what happened there? Or? It just echoed me, really, my post-match talk. I thought, you know, first half we were a much better team. I thought they uh, struggled to cope with us in most areas of the pitch. I thought we was on the front foot. You know, if we'd have just played one or two little passages of play with a little bit more, you know, efficiency and a little bit more care, I think we'd have, you know, got more than the one goal. But, um, you know, we come in at half-time really positive. Maybe I was too positive with them at half-time. Maybe, I'd, you know, too many uh, pats on the back for the performance because, you know, we started the second half nowhere near where we needed to. They got on the front foot. They changed their shape slightly. They got in our face. They, you know, got a press on and, and we couldn't cope with that. And we give too many silly fouls away in that early 10-15 minutes that you know obviously one we were punished from and and then you know there's a mistake to to compound the misery and all of a sudden we're chasing the game and really we should have been 3-1 behind because it was a stonewall penalty um, you know we got a lifeline there but we just couldn't recover the game so a nutty 15 minutes a poor 15 minutes is, uh, is obviously uh, cost us the game um, you seem to have difficulty at times in clearing the ball from the six yard box particularly yeah. aerial balls yeah. um, Charlie Wasmer due to come back in the next few weeks how important is that going to be in terms of uh, yeah. defensive solidity? Yeah, I, I think you know Charlie's a leader as well. He organises and you know, and he's um, you know he's been been everything and more what we've needed since he's come through into the building. But you know he's missed, he is missed. But you know I thought Luke and Dean Saturday and first half tonight I thought were magnificent. And you know it's just that second half, then 15, 20 minutes where we let the game get away from us. We've you know we've not you know we've not. Uh, We've not dealt with them that, that period well enough, and you know, it's, I don't think it's just Charlie. I just think, you know, collectively as a team, we we wasn't good enough, and it's a di- it was a difficult pitch to get your clearances away, and you know, you really you're losing your standing foot, and you know, the ball's sort of all over the place as well. So that was tough, you know, and it was tough for both teams, but they cope with it better maybe. Uh, in terms of the season as a whole, um, I think a lot of independent pundits had Hampton and Richmond down the bottom end of the table this season. Mm-hmm. You've had a really positive winter, uh, sitting in 10th coming into today. Um, what do you think would represent a successful second half of the season? Well, I think our challenges and you know have, have been clear for all to see. They're well documented from the uh, from the start of the season, but we just gradually, bit by bit, look to build and, and add and and improve. And you can you can see that. I think that we're a side that you know that most teams know they're in a difficult competitive game um, when they play us. I think we've um, you know we're we're still still growing. Um, you know what is a target for this year if you went into the change room we are looking at playoffs it's, you know it's it's something that you know is a realistic target for maybe 10 12 teams at um, at this stage but you know every result and every performance is damaging you know tonight the same 
you know, we need to make sure we get a re reaction and a response Saturday. And if we win Saturday, then obviously targets is still playoffs if we can, you know, and that's very much where the, the focus in the change room is. And then finally, um, you've done a lot uh, less business through the middle of the season this year than you did last season. Are you more comfortable with the squad you've got? Have you got any additions in mind to get you over the line to that playoff yeah, squad? Yeah, I'm looking for one or two. Um, we made some adjustments to the squad uh, last week. You know, to you know, to, to, to level things off, we brought Jake Gray in from Woking, and we know you know how important he was for us before he went. But yeah, we are still looking. I think that's still something in our in our thinking that we'll look to improve when we can, when the right player comes along. But um, you know, I am comfortable with the 15, 16 players I've got at the moment. You know, it uh, gives us an opportunity for one or two academy boys to be in around us as well, which is reward for them. But um, you know, if we can get the right one in to add to what we've already got, then you know, we'll definitely look to do that. Great stuff. Thanks very much, Gary. And that was Gary McCannon. As Tom said, Hampton remain in 10th position, but it's so tight in those, in and around those playoff places. They are just seven points behind Dartford, who are in the last playoff spot. In the National League North, it was goals galore all over the shop on Tuesday night. Dickies Telford took on Blyde Spartans. They won by four goals to two after being 3-0 up at half-time. A convincing win there. Big result at the top of the table as well. Gateshead, they beat Chester by two goals to nil, which means Chester lose further ground on York and Kingsland. Altrincham got a good... N- Good away win at Kettering Town in what was a long, long trip away there. And then the final match was Alfton Town 6, Gloucester City 1. Danny Elliott with a hat-trick there. A game Chris was at. However, Chris was going to catch up with the Gloucester City manager, James Rowe. But understandably, he wasn't too happy with the result. So we'll, we will catch up with James Rowe in the forthcoming weeks. But that does leave Gloucester perilously above the relegation zone. If Blythe pick up a couple of results, then Gloucester will be in trouble. And finally, before we go, there was the FA Trophy game between Barnet and Farsley were also played on Tuesday evening. And Barnet finally prevailed in that replay by two goals to nil. Goals from Daniel Sparks and Josh Walker mean Barnet go through to the next round. That is it. Thank you very much for listening to this midweek special. We'll be back at the weekend, as always, with a full roundup of results. And hopefully we'll have BT Sport pundit Adam Virgo with us. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify and give us a follow on Twitter at NLFullTime or email us nlfulltime at gmail.com. Until then, happy football watching.